Hello, 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 and a very warm welcome to the podcast, which I'm incredibly excited to say is the first one with a guest. And said guest today is my good friend Nelly, who has recently left the world of advertising to retrain as a lawyer. In our conversation, we cover a whole host of things, such as the stresses, the challenges, and the motivations that led to Nelly's career change, the pros and the cons of being heavily conscious of our own mortality. Yeah, bit deep that bit. And to finish on a bit of a lighter note, we chat Freshers Week and going back to uni. Uni! So grab a tropical VK, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Miss Nelly Day, welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. Um, so to give our loyal listeners a bit of an overview, we know each other because we used to work together. Yeah. Um, it was about two and a half, three years mm-hmm. working in the client services team at the mm-hmm. advertising agency VCCP. Yeah. And I have to thank you, actually, because... It was our chats that gave me the inspo to start this podcast. Aww. So don't blame me. Blame <laughs> Nelly, you bastards. Um, so, but seriously, though, on our many walks around St. James's Park and yeah. down South Bank, we absolutely loved a deep and meaningful chat. Mm-hmm. So I thought that in a really self-indulgent way, why don't we just get one recorded? Um, which we're obviously going to do freeze in front of the mic and realise oh, yeah. that our chats aren't anywhere near as profound or insightful as maybe we thought. Totally. <laughs> um, however, let's not plant that seed in our heads. Do you want to give a bit of an intro into who you are, what you do and a fun fact about yourself? Oh gosh. Um, yeah, so as you said, we're mates and we met in working in advertising together. Uh, we loved a long walk down the Thames after a stressful day in the office really needing to sort of decompress and um, chat through life, whatever was going on. Uh, And yeah, so a bit about me. Uh, So since advertising, I've now gone back and I'm studying and I'm training to be a lawyer, God forbid. Um, And that's not my fun fact, don't worry. Um, (laughs) My fun fact, uh, as much as I hate this question, sorry, Harry, um, I guess is that I'm a Brisbane babe, born in Australia. Um, You're lucky that I'm drinking tea and not beer right now, otherwise (laughs) the twang would inevitably come out. Um, There's a strong smell coming from it. Are you sure you didn't add it? (laughs) Um, So yeah, I guess that's a little bit about me. Lovely stuff. Well, good day, mate. (laughs) And um, yeah, welcome. Um, We've got to start advertising because that's Mm. obviously where we met. Um, It's an industry that for sure has a lot of positives. Um, Create really cool stuff. I think we learnt loads over the last year. I think it's really good at accelerating your professional development. Um, and there was loads of elements of the role that we enjoyed and it, you know, instills a serious work ethic, I think. And, you know, the team that we used to work with were class, you know, some super sound people, super intelligent people. Um, however, which you could probably tell was coming, uh, it's fucking demanding, right? You know, um, the pace, the hours, the pressure, um, just the time spent in the pub no um it can be you know very much all consuming um at times which I think you'd probably agree with Mm. so what would you say some of the struggles that you had uh maybe not just in advertising per se but making that transition from 
uni mm. the first time around yeah, yeah, um, yeah. into the professional world. Totally. So I guess I've kind of gone a bit full circle now that I'm going back and having to do <laughs> a, the adjustment period the other way around, going back and studying. And it is, it's, it's, a, different, it's a different pace in terms of, uh, even though the workload can be heavy whilst you're at uni, a lot of it is independent. A lot of it is having to go away and independently study and read. And then you get into the world of work and so much of it constantly is, you know, having to communicate well with others in advertising in particular, work mm. on project teams and be super reactive and be available and just being able to kind of, you know, pick up whatever is needed uh, as and when someone says, I need this and I need this by this time. And even though obviously uni is demanding, uh, it, it's in a different way. Mm. And it's, uh, yeah, and a lot of it is... Demanding on the liver. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd say the same for advertising. That's true, that is true. industry, the that reputation it has. Um, so yeah, I was prepped well in that regard. That was less of an abrupt transition. Uh, but uh, yeah, different different skills, different pace. Um, mm. Yeah, just a bit of, bit of an adjustment. Do you reckon there's going to be uh, some good stuff that you can take from working in advertising in the professional world and now reapply it to the uni course that you're obviously going on? Yes, totally. I mean, just having the discipline of a nine to five mm. setup, you know, when you're going, right, I'm used to getting up and doing a four weeks work. Uh, I think back when I did my undergrad, I was less less maybe kind of I didn't have that those skills as so so much you know you're not you're not prepped in that regard your your work whenever and there's less of that kind of drilled into you nine to five work ethic mm. and now going back into studying and applying that work ethic as you say in a very demanding industry but mm. then to my own personal study um I think you know it's a real benefit it's a real mm. plus so yeah I suppose more from a um mental health well-being uh, standpoint yeah did you find it difficult to adapt from um i suppose the education system where you you know you start in kindergarten primary secondary uni it's very much a cycle and then you, get, you know yeah. it's very linear and your path is kind of set out and then yeah. you go into the real world and then it's not so much it's a bit more you've got to try and find your own way totally. create your own path did you did you find that was a a struggle and did that have any impact on your yeah I guess I guess mental well-being that's the point where you need to sort of be able to do it for yourself a little bit more and find mm. that because you're right it's sort of given to you in in the education system we've got you go through those very linear steps and you know I think that's why ultimately it got to the point where I had to really action my career change no one was there going right now this period this time is up you've got this now it was like I could continue doing this for years, decades, and wake up one day and go, mm. oh, wait, was that the right decision? And going back to the linear kind of step-by-step process, you don't have that. And it can be quite a lot of stress on your mental well-being to have to do that for yourself and to go, am I in the right place that I want to be in right now? Am I whatever? And to action that, you know, um, yeah, for yourself rather than as part of a structure that's been laid out for you. Yeah, I absolutely love that you've that you're making this transition because you often hear people say Mm. you know pursue your passions and your interests yeah but it's easy to say and kind of much harder to do and obviously it can be a big jump a high Mm. risk move yeah and rarely people actually go ahead and do it I think not just because it's difficult but it's it's really really hard to give up something that you're good at to then 
become a beginner again. Yeah, totally. So do you want to, yeah, chat through maybe a little bit more of the, the thought process there? Was it almost the fear of waking up in however mm. many years and be like, shit, was I climbing the right ladder, yeah. so to speak? It's funny you say that. I mean, I, I felt like I was, you know, good at my job and I did did what was required to, to you know, to a really good standard. But it's not, I was very conscious of the fact I worked with a lot of ambitious people that were constantly striving for the next thing. That were, I want to get to this promotion or to this level. And you've got to listen to your gut. And I didn't have that. I didn't have this sense, like, I want to get that next promotion in this industry. I want to do the next thing. And I, ha- I put my head in the sand for a long time over that. Yeah. And when people, you know, my parents would ask me, like, so what's next? And I didn't, I didn't have an answer. And I think, you know, I had all these thoughts about what I could do and what I might want to do. And then it was just when my 26th birthday came along that I just went, I had, his birthdays often do spur these moments. And I went, I've got to action this. Something isn't right. And I've had my head in the sand for quite a while over it. And I've got to do something about it. It's not enough just to be thinking or, you know, even saying it's just, you've got to act on it. And um, yeah, I guess it's, guess it was that. That's the thing I think. Planning is great and, and you need to do it. But I think sometimes it can give the illusion of actually um, uh, work, you know, creating action and working towards it. And actually, mm. there's a sweet spot. I think too much planning is actually can be a form of procrastination. Yeah, yeah. Because totally. you can just spend, you know, literally years yeah. planning on doing something until it's so perfect. So easily done. But so then just not, you know, biting the bullet and actually just cracking yeah, on with it. Making that move, yeah. What was it about your 26th? birthday was that I was I could no longer be in denial that I was like in my early early 20s is that real I mean for me you know these milestone ages they hit Mm. people at different times if at all I don't know everyone's different but I think quite often when you speak to people they can define like distinguish an age where they went oh god that one really made me feel (laughs) this way or whatever it is and it's so subjective but Mm. for me I think early 20s in advertising was amazing and I would I have no regrets about that. But, you know, things change and your priorities change and your interests and whatever, wherever you want to direct your attention. And it got, I think it was definitely saying definite goodbye to my early 20s at 26. Mm. That I was like, right, looking forward to the next five years. Yeah. That kind of pushed me in that regard. That's so interesting because I had the exact same thing, um, but it was more at 27. Because mm-hmm. I remember at 26, I was still claiming, you know, mid 20s oh were you <laughs> there was something about 27 that i hated turning then. the thing is because my birthday is in december yeah so you turn age whatever it is and uh-huh. then literally like two weeks later in the new year the you say oh shit yeah. this uh year i'm turning age plus one yeah so literally i turned 26 and then two weeks later I was like, my goodness, this year I'm turning 27. And Next I, year I'm the, the whole year I remember, oh, I just, it oh, makes feel a bit funny. I still don't it, like it. It's such a thing, isn't it? But age and thinking, oh my God, neck, what? yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then when you're kind of 26, 27, mm-hmm. the big 3-0 becomes a it's looming. real yeah. thing. Yeah, totally. Thoughts on that? I think... I mean, you might not have any. I might have just opened up yeah, the whole... Yeah, just Didn't really have any, but now, me. yeah. <laughs> um, I think I feel better about it now that I've made the career change and actioned something that I was like, knew wasn't right. Yeah. Because that's the thing. It's like, now that I've done that, I can feel a bit more at peace with it. Don't get me wrong, I have my days where I go, oh my God, like, you know. Mm. Um, 
but uh, and I'm constantly reminded of it being a student with a lot of people that are straight out of their undergrad you know I kind of suddenly quite conscious of them being 21 22 and me being sort of 27 and approaching 30 and you start looking ahead at where you'll be at certain ages compared to them mm. but you just got to put that to one side it's easy to to get wrapped up in that thinking but I think it's an ego thing yeah it's an it, ego thing. if you're living authentically and actioning change that you want to see happen in your life then there's nothing to be get you know moment. yeah I, I, similar kind of principle I moved so I moved down to London mm. uh, relatively late you know typically people move down in their 20s I, I moved down when I was 30 mm. and it t- total non-issue obviously yeah. but yeah. At, the, at the time I remember moving down and being so self-conscious and insecure of right. what felt like loads of people being younger than me yeah but more senior than me yeah, yeah. And it was the sign of, it was kind of a similar thing, I suppose, that you might be feeling on your course totally. when you're surrounded by people younger. You can naturally think, My goodness, I am so far behind It's such in an life. easy mindset to get wrapped Isn't up it? in it. But I think you can't in. it's just one element of your mm. life, right? And you can't compare one element of your life in comparison to one element of someone else's life you because yeah. there's so many different strands and you don't know what they've sacrificed to be where they are in that so you know what I mean it's very yeah. easy to look at you know a 30 year old CEO and be like my god they are it's, it honestly it. achieves nothing that comparison yeah. game it achieves nothing and if you're just set on where you want to be and what you know it's true to yourself then that's it's keeping mm. kind of single minded about that and it's easy to get distracted mm. in that comparison mode you can fall into 100% well I mean it seems like you're in a better mindset about turning 30 than I was so that is you call me a in a positive thing. frame yeah. of mind it must is that be cup of tea? <laughs> it's the cup of tea it's yeah. uh, doing wonders um but yeah yeah it's all good it's all good yeah <laughs> has that been something that you feel you've always been naturally okay at in terms of knowing where you are and where you uh, air quotes should be at a certain age or have you is that something that maybe you've overthought in the past and yeah. kind of maybe catastrophized being a certain age at a certain time totally and it, it goes even wider than that into sort of the idea of I know it's getting all existential but sort of the <laughs> we fi- love it we, we love it the finite nature of time for mm. instance is just like the fact Jesus. that you know I know really I went there um but just this sense of it not being limited kind of limitless and you know that's something I've always struggled with and it's not something we often talk about together and Mm. two people it's often just sort of off topics conversation and I remember when we first talked about it on one of our long you know walks um life chatting away and it was such a relief to have such a candid conversation with someone about it and going back to my sort of uh when I must be about 20 and I was at uni I really struggled with anxiety and a lot of it was quite existentially founded it was around time passing you know I think we and I've heard you know you mentioned this before about when you have an amazing holiday or uh, you know weekend somewhere or experience of any kind and that kind of blues and the feeling afterwards and it's gone and you can't get it back and you know it's a real and this these all these sorts of thoughts fed into that that anxiety which meant that I ultimately um got some CBT counseling which Mm. which did really help and I you know really recommend that kind of approach because it managed to really rewire my brain in a lot of ways but 
it's also just something that we all have to live with is these sort of sometimes these uh, intrusive thoughts and you know even now they will come up a lot and it's yeah it's a tough one but I think having these kind of conversations with mates and being able to talk like we do I'm so Mm. grateful for because it really does make the difference 100% and I think um the the whole counselling thing is probably is still a bit of a what would you say almost like a taboo thing if someone says they've got a counsellor you mm. the automatic reaction is still a bit yeah it, it, it almost feels dare I say like a little bit icky but what I really really like is the trajectory on that conversation is positive I think more and more people are going to I think so much is changing so know. much is changing but I agree yeah. there has been that taboo around it I think a lot is changing and we're getting a lot more vocal about it and sharing you know mm. our experiences in, in that regard but I mean I remember thinking I don't need counselling like yeah I'm not I'm not you know broken nothing's happened yeah. to me which is such an ignorant way of thinking you know it's like I've had this amazing childhood and I've had everything that I could possibly want and I'm <clears> so grateful why on earth do I need to go to counselling it's something you do if something traumatic has happened or you're you know whatever and it's just not like the human experience means that mm. you sometimes need counselling you sometimes need to talk to someone you need to work some stuff out yeah. it's just part of who you know life and who we are so yeah yeah it was for sure and I think it's also one of the reasons why I absolutely hate the term self-help right okay Um, because it quite literally by definition implies that you need help but Mm. actually you can just be going through like a tricky patch where you might want to work on yourself work on your weaknesses whatever that might be and you don't necessarily need help per se yeah and that's why I don't know I think the whole self-help term and world it still I mean I suppose still feels a little bit icky you know what I mean yeah. if you went in a conversation if you in your group of mates uh, or, or group of randomers just kind of stood up and said I read self-help books there's a there's a connotation attached isn't to that. it yeah yeah when yeah. and I get it because there are there is some some stuff out there that's like just think positively and everything will be okay and actually yeah. that can be almost counterproductive mm-hmm. because not everything will be okay yeah or maybe not everything's going to be good but it might be okay in the end depending on how you maybe perceive it or act on it yeah but shit's gonna obviously happen yeah so if you just say think positive and everything's going to be okay bit misdirected there yeah isn't it and actually you kind of almost mismanage expectations Mm. and just by thinking positively you expect everything to be okay and then you're going to beat yourself up when inevitably it isn't yes yeah yeah so true so true i think that finite nature of life (laughs) yeah is a big one and it's something i think of a lot and it can be on one hand almost the catalyst for an existential meltdown yeah but I think on the other hand, it can potentially be a good thing to be aware of your own mortality because, and I think you're really, really good at this, almost like making that career change as mm. young as you are. It's so much better to do that now as opposed to get to 45 and realise, yeah. oh shit. Not yeah. that you can't change it's career a, at that age, but it's It's such a toxic now. mindset to go, it's too late. I'm mm. too old, it's too late. Yeah. Especially when you're in your, you know, if you're in your late 20s, like for goodness yeah. sake. It's like, well, if you want it to happen, make it happen. It's never yeah. too late until it, you know, until it really is. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, I think taking the positive spin on it, it's, mm. it's the fact that, you know, time is not limitless, that we 
we do action these things that matter to us, that we do wake up one day and go, actually, I, I'm going to do something about the fact mm. that I want to make this change and I want to be here rather than there. And if we didn't have that uh, kind of hanging over us in a way, where's the motivation coming from? That's a big thing. That's a big thing. So I think for those who, you know, if, if you don't almost, if you aren't conscious of that, mm. then it can, you can have a kind of lack of drive to actually do something yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think actually there's a there's a <laughs> there's a quote from um, Steve Jobs. He had loads. Yeah. But one was uh, kind of similar uh, or in a similar vein to this. It was something along the lines of you know remembering you're going to die. As morbid as that sounds, <laughs> is the best way of avoiding the trap of thinking you have something to lose, yeah. which I think is great, and I think it can be quite liberating and yeah. dare I say quite empowering to just go and do whatever it is you want to do you know yeah I mean? like... totally he's paraphrased me well there <laughs> <laughs> 100% um so all a bit morbid to go um a bit of a lighter kind of a bit of off, yes, on a lighter please do, yeah, uh, topic here. um you took a month off between finishing at VCCP I did yeah and starting law school mm-hmm. um how was it yeah I I took advantage of the fact I could take the break um, yeah. you know, one, when you're in a full-time job and you've only got so much annual leave, you can't go, oh, I'm just going to do this big trip around the world for a few weeks because it's just not possible. So when these moments come, it's just really making the most of them and going, right, okay, so, and it was just a planning exercise of saying, I'm going to start in September, but why don't I hand in my notice so that I finish sort of early August and do a trip I've always wanted to do and make that happen. And Bali really was that for me. It was something mm. that for years had kind of been my escape place in my mind, if that makes sense. So Had you been there before? No, never, no. never, never so. been. I uh, heard a lot about it and I don't know it's all got a bit of a rap on being a bit influencer, you know, yeah. whatever. But I, Well, the Aussies love it. So I mean, a Brisbane the, I mean, babe like you. It's on brand. <laughs> um, but... It was always in my mind as whenever I got low or there was a difficult time over the last few years, it was really sad, but I'd go, take yourself mm. to Bali in your head. Mm. And it was my kind of escape place mentally, which then I guess could kind of lead to some high expectations of actually going right. But yeah. um, having said that, I went and it was incredible and it was, it was amazing. I decided to do it alone. So I did it as a solo trip. A uh, great place as a female solo traveller. I felt super safe, so it really meant that I could just fully enjoy it without any qualms or worries, which was important to me. Uh, and yeah, it was a place I really wanted to go. And uh, and yeah, I, I'm really glad really glad that I did it. Insta content was phenomenal. Uh, I think you had a lot of jealous <laughs> pals back home, didn't you? Saying, I was like, thinking you're getting you all blocked. in the office. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, hmm, this, you know schedule my post for Monday morning <laughs> yeah, around yeah, 10. Exactly. No, no, I, I, you know, it's always the way is it? I think Instagram is by nature performative and we... What? Is that. it not a representation <laughs> of reality? <laughs> it's now well known. I think people, yeah. you know, and it's, you hit see it everywhere around mental health and just not getting carried away with seeing mm. it as a direct representation of what things are like. And, you know, especially traveling alone, it was nice to post on Instagram because a lot mm. of the time that was the social co- like kind of interaction I was getting yeah. for the day where people go, oh, this looks amazing or friends saying or family saying X, Y and Z. So I did post and, um, you know, it's for the memories as well, but it's all 
you know, you've got to take it with a pinch of salt. You've got to see what it is. And what you don't see is all the travel stuff that went wrong or, you mm. know, moments where I felt lonely and I thought, what the hell have I done? Like, why have I come away for three weeks by myself? I mean, yeah. I met people here and there and it was nice, but I deliberately didn't want to go and meet people and then travel with them. The whole point was I was going to go and get this time by myself. So forcing myself to kind of confront that sometimes isn't easy. And you don't yeah. see that on Instagram. You, you know, you, you see the polished version of all the bits that yeah. I choose to share. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's, it, is, it is difficult if you're traveling by yourself. You know, there's some days that maybe you can't be bothered to go and make an effort to chat to other people. Yeah. But if you don't chat to other people, then maybe you get lonely. So, it, it you know, it's amazing and it's an amazing experience. Yeah. But, you know, I suppose, like... A lot of things on Instagram maybe isn't quite always what it seems. No, totally. But you learn a lot. You learn a lot about yourself. Um, you know, I really recommend it to anyone to go and take that time and to do it, even if it's not always easy. Uh, but I, you know, I've, I remember writing in my journal like the last day and being like, right, three takeaways. Like condense it down to that. What is this time meant? Oh yeah. And um, you know, it was just. I realised that I'm not as much of a, of a ditz as I thought I was. I'm not as ditzy and, you know, I can actually get my shit together and travel across three islands and, you know, with timetables that aren't, you know, working properly or, you know, in a foreign country. And I can do that. And that's really sort of empowering and amazing. Uh, I realised that I don't have to give people my time of day if I don't want to. Meet people and you go, actually, I don't need to just be polite here. I know you're looking at me now saying, you've got five minutes, mate, you better be fucking out of here. Um, Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, not in a, you know, but it's it's in that sense that when you're traveling alone, you can just do what you want to do that day. And that that's a great feeling. That's really sort of, yeah, liberating. But then finally, I came to the end and I was like, the third takeaway was that I just was so grateful of the relationships I built back home. Yeah. And the fact that that doesn't happen overnight, you yeah. know, I was meeting these people and they were great and whatever, but the friendships that I've kind of cultivated over years and the, my people are here and I was just more excited than ever to come back. It was my birthday when I came back and I was going to spend time with them mm. and see friends and family. And I felt really energized and grateful for yeah. that. So, yeah. It's almost like intermittent fasting, but with your friends. <laughs> it's like with food, you obviously appreciate, you appreciate the food more. more. Yeah, appreciate it more. <laughs> um, you got back. How, big question. How was Freshers mm. Week? Was it? Oh, there wasn't a Freshers Week. Two pound fish bowls and Chico from X Factor. No, there was no, no Freshers Week. It was just a hefty load of reading and pre-course study. But I mm. mean, it's great. And I'm, yeah. I'm really, um, you know what, it's a luxury. Actually. Is it? Um, so law, I can imagine it's quite a lot of uh, solo study, let's say. So a lot of reading. Yeah. Or is there quite a bit of team activities yeah. and stuff as well? Like, is, do you get is it a nice balance or does it feel maybe a bit lonely at times or do you get that kind of social interaction that you want as well no it's definitely a combination but a lot of it is independent study so you definitely and that was a big difference from vccp and and working on a team with people all the time you just have that contact or you know where you jump on a call and you chat shit for the first 15 minutes (laughs) or whatever and when you've got days so sort of three days out of the five is completely independent and I don't see anyone and I'm just in a PDF reading stuff and making notes. And then on Tuesdays and Wednesdays for me, it's I go in and I I have these sort of workshops where we sit down together and it's very collaborative and we go through a legal problem and we apply all of our reading to it. And those are great. I mean, it's just 
great to be able to see the application of the knowledge that you've sort of um, absorbed and to work with others. And that's what it's going to be like, obviously, as a solicitor working in yeah. a firm. So it sort of imitates imitates that. But it but it has been, you know, it is an adjustment. And that's probably one of the major adjustments alongside just the, re- the extensive reading and just getting my head around that workload. It's that time alone. And, you know, it's just... It can be a lot, but it's just um, trying to trying to find ways of, of coping with that adjustment, getting up, I get up early and try and go to the gym or do whatever and just keep myself in a positive mind frame. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of has its challenges. <laughs> Love that, but feeling positive, happy with the move. Feeling happy positive, with the yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, wait, so is it a four-year course what's the so it's it's a couple a couple of courses that span over two years and then it's two years training on top of that so yeah in total it's four years till qualification but the last couple of years are going to be um in the firm so that will be more of your sort of uh, more comparable to vccp more of kind of the world i've known for the last five years um but you know i'm looking forward to these next two years and it is a luxury just to be able to learn new stuff I mean, I sound like such yeah. a nerd, but I just the only thing I've got to do today is just get my head around. I mean, even when it's contract law and it's boring as hell, it is learning new information. And that can be really fulfilling just to feel yourself grasping a new concept or idea. Or learning, it's like similar to learning a new skill, right? There's something quite, yeah, as you say, fulfilling, almost becoming a novice again. Mm. And when you're a novice at anything, you make the big gains kind of early on and it's mm. quite rewarding i suppose to see those tangible improvements yeah. and working towards something exactly so, yeah. and, and there's no expectation it's like i have not studied any law before i'm doing this conversion course yeah. and you know on this path but i'm not expected to know anything and that is such a nice feeling of being able to i can ask all the stupid questions mm. obviously it's never stupid and you just don't have yeah. but you don't have anything hanging over your head going oh god why i should know that already yeah. and just basically yeah maxing out on that i love it <laughs> So in four years, you'll be on the big bucks and then drinks oh, on God. you. Yeah, 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 it won't be tea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crystal. Might, might be offered something else other than tap water next time. Yeah, well, amazing. Um, thank you so much for the chat. It's always good to thank see you. you. Always good to catch up. Always, um, always. Any final closing remarks? No, I'll leave that to you, Han. You're, you're leave the, it to me. You're the punny one. You're the one with all the chat. Don't well, put I, that I, I on me. I don't know about that. <laughs> Well, amazing. Thank you very much. And to the one or two of you who've got this far, thank you as well. Um, I think this is going to be the first episode that I release with a guest on. So So you are officially the first guest on Howie and Pals. I feel honoured. Doesn't mean you're the number one pal. Maybe. (laughs) One of my number one pals. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, Cool. Amazing. Well, thank you very much again and all the best, guys. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Bye 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 bye. Thanks.